So, um, hey, we got a. I gotta get that guy's name. Is that Chad Blythe? Oh, old Chad Blythe from Leamington? No. Wilmington, Delaware? No. Raleigh Durham? No. Is it the Chad Blythe out of uh, Carolina? No. Uh, Sweden? No. Oslo, Norway? No, way off. Uh, Closer, though. We're getting warmer. Oh, um, Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a... Uh, so we got a message from Chad Blythe. Uh, Kyoto, Japan. <laughs> Question asked and answered. That's all you have to say. Question asked and answered. Got it. I'll send him something. I'll send him something. <laughs> you don't like my my humorous no. anecdotal replies. Zen not. Zen not. That which thou <laughs> shalt not. Don't get Zen confused with the King, <laughs> King James Version of the Bible. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast. You're here with Jamesy. And here's Brando. How's this sound level? Mine's a little high now. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling all right. Okay. Test. Test. That's coming up. Looking forward to Halloween this year. No, I bet ideas. you are. What are you uh, going out trick-or-treating as? Oh, I just meant for TGDP. I'm, I know. Uh, for the Halloween episode. Well, what are I you bought going those out Haunted with? Lakes books. You just can't walk past those. Actually, you know, that book's been on my radar for a while. They're not really haunted. They got, they got a couple of good stories. And it's well, all, that's and all what it they is, are. It's they're how good you, stories. It's how you tell the story. That's, that's, what, okay. we're, that's what we if do. you say so. Let's oh. tell the Bible as a diving story. No. Let's tell some of the great works. No, no, I don't want to tell fiction. <laughs> it's got to be true, so back to the haunted lakes. I want to, I want to tell something true. Let's get back to the sea monsters. <laughs> Let's see if we can't like pick a great work of literature and see if we can't make it into a diving story. So, uh, uh, hey, Brando. Hey, what? I owe you an apology. Okay, I'm, get in line. There's I'm a whole s- line of people. <laughs> okay, right, let, me get, let me take a number. Okay, so let's pause the recording. I'm going to come back in seven hours when my number pops up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a little kneeling board because I, I like people to like just 
Say say now calling now now calling. Now calling eight hundred and forty-two. That's me. That's me. Time for your apology, Brando. Yo, yeah. What's up, man? I, uh, I, I, I was, I was. Wait a minute. I was. This is more proof that there's a little female in every male. That was a mistake. There's a little female genes in every male. Okay, you were right. You can't it. You just right. You were right. You were right. I know. I know. I I I, uh, I know what you're talking about, but maybe you better tell the listeners. We got a message from Chad Blythe. Guess where he was from? <laughs> <laughs> he Do was I from have Norwich. To hear this again, Norwich. Oh, good old Norwich. Although I was right, it is Norwich, isn't it? It's, it's Norwich. Norwich. It's son of a like sandwich, son of a bitch. It's Norwich. You don't say Nor a sandwich. You he don't says say he says, "Hey, I'm the guy from Norwich." <laughs> It's pronounced Norwich, like in sandwich. Loving the podcast. Keep them going, Chad. Thanks, Chad. Hey, thanks, Chad. Thanks for uh, keeping us on track. You just earned yourself a half dozen extra large t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you just won yourself the a first printing of TGDP Sings Bing Crosby. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a blue Christmas. Just like the ones I... I don't know if we want to ruin it yet, though. No, we don't. Let's not ruin it. Okay. Let's After not do thing, an, at let's, Thanksgiving. Let's, an, let's not announce another thing that we don't actually do. Okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> True. How did our photo contest work out this year? <laughs> well, we have time still. Send in your photos. Send in your photos. Photo we'll, contest we'll is, is going. Yeah. Right, the, so. There won't be any winners. Everyone's a winner, though. Just like Hot Chocolate said, everyone's a winner, baby. Some people okay, don't so even know uh, who Hot Chocolate is. So let's move on. Have you to, ever seen Hot Chocolate? I uh, the singer. I had a I had a, I had a cup of it years ago. You gotta see Hot Chocolate. You'll be you'll be like, oh my god. That's he, what I'm gonna be for like, Halloween. He's cool. I don't know if you could pull it he's off. He's cool. He's or very he's cool. He's very very cool. See, I would like a. He's hot. To hot some chocolate. might think he's hot. I want I wouldn't want a cool hot chocolate. It kind of takes yeah. away from the whole yeah. draw of the hot chocolate. Yeah. You, you get what I mean? Hot you catching my vibe? Hot chocolate was the whole band, though. I don't think he he was named hot chocolate. Although everyone's a winner by hot chocolate and you sexy thing. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, that's, that's hot chocolate. Yeah. Okay, so we're back. Hey, um, let's get back to a fan favorite. Okay. Photography. Oh, yeah. The peeps the peeps seem to enjoy the photography we, stuff. Yeah, I think we have a, a solid listener base, listenership base of uh, photogs, and, and, underwater photogs. Shutterbugs. They like to be of, called shutterbugs. We got a couple of shutterbugs out there. <laughs> no, we, got a lot, we do have a, a nice listener base of uh, underwater photographers. So that's great. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm in, I would, would not call myself an underwater you photographer. You should. You should. I mean, do you go underwater? I do. You fulfill that criteria. Do you take photos? Sometimes. So sometimes you are an underwater Son photographer. Son of a bitch, I'm an underwater photographer. And you didn't even well, know. Well, hot it. damn. <laughs> Finally, I'm somebody. But um, this was an interesting weekend we had recently with photography. Definitely made some changes for going into the water, like what we were expecting and what we got. Uh, definitely some changes with when we 
a week before when we were going up what we were expecting and then how the weather turned and really put a damper on things and then actually jumping in the water and finding out what we had. Boy, what we were expecting and what we were getting really made for some difficult times. As far as getting the great shots you had in mind. Yeah, because you know? you're, you're going up expecting Lake Superior. Yeah, great This fizz. time of year, uh, you know, we, we were going up assuming 100 feet of this. Well, it, it is the essence of diving. You never know what you're going to get. It's like Mama always told me. It's like life is like diving in Lake Superior. You, you never, never know, know what, what you're, you're going to get. get. And old Mother Nature threw a big old curveball with some wild wind. So crossing that five-mile bridge of the old Big Mac, I mean, it was, uh, they ended up shutting the bridge down numerous times throughout the day because the wind was so strong. No Yugos. No No Yugos. We don't need to be blowing any more vehicles off the bridge. And then one of the other changes that we had, which I think is very fitting for a lot of listeners to talk about, is we were on afternoon boats. Afternoon boats, yes. Which totally changes the game as far as where the sun is. And I, I came across this old article out of an old Discover Diving magazine from the early 90s, which had a, had a bunch of good photo stuff in it all the time. And there was an interesting article from Marty Snyderman. The world-famous photographer yeah, t- and yeah, videographer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Talking yeah. specifically about why you should care where the sun is, is the title of the article in the advanced underwater photography section. Of this. Yes, especially and, true if it can make it down past the layers of sediment that were stirred up. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, so I think for a lot of, lot of divers out there that are getting into water with cameras that are you know listening to us for little little nuggets every now and then of uh, right. interesting things that they can you know take into the water with them on their next dive i think uh that that that's one that's pretty fitting mm-hmm. that we could make a pretty decent discussion about yeah and, because i would and- i would assume you right as a uh, as a photographer i mean when you're out shooting photos like at the kids soccer game or, if, or if you get a photo the job is, the first thing you're thinking of is where's, where's my the sun? son where's my son both sons the sun in the sky i'm not taking pictures of your <laughs> kids i have been actually if you look at my my little flicker page there of soccer over the past it's got it's been 14 15 years of soccer yes yeah you got a lot of lots, lots of other soccer, people's kids yes you got yes. lots of sons lots of kids and I say my kids are on the the uh, lower end of that, that picture taking. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, pretty, I'd pretty like fair. To say I'm a, but as far as the yeah. sun in the sky, yes, you need to position that where it's going to give you the light you desire. Doesn't necessarily mean you you know it's always the same no matter what. I mean I like the sun at my back, so I'm shooting with the sun hitting my subject and reflecting back into my sensor into my lens. You know. And how often do you have a difference between you've got a first thing in the morning game versus a one o'clock in the yeah. afternoon game. That kind of dictates where you position yourself to a certain degree. I mean, the other end of that is where's the action? I mean, you don't want to be somewhere where there's no action, but you've got a great, great lighting. <laughs> sure, <laughs> right. Know? But um, but you don't want harsh shadows either sometimes. You know, that's the thing. It, so sure, and that's going to be the difference of exactly. some days you're going to just roll that crappy roll. 
right? And you, you yes, walk and away you, with not a ton of shots versus mm-hmm. some days everything's lined up great and the shots just keep coming. And sometimes the shadows can be used. They're dramatic they're, and they add some effect to it. And that's the same thing underwater too. You can use that sun. You can, uh, you can put it behind your subject and silhouette your diver shooting up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I guess, um, you know, that's what I did a lot this weekend was, you know, when you're at depth and that water is darker. Yeah. It's it's dark down at the bottom because we had that still, layer of sediment have, Yeah, but up. you still yeah. have a little bit of that. It's diffused light that's coming down. It's not, a, it's not a harsh point light. I mean, you might still be able to see the point of light there. You know, it's very soft and diffused. It is soft and diffused. Crap but there light. is still a, a, a pool of color that changes from a... What we had was a lighter yellow greenish at times, down to a darker greenish brown at the bottom. But you still have that. There is a dramatic flow of 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 light to dark that if you can recognize on the dive and play with, you can you can kick up the level of your photo just a, a touch. Yeah, you can still bring back something that's cool. That yeah. you know it may not be what you had planned. But it's, this is one of those little, you know, toolbox items, the tools in your toolbox, just like diving, you know, with your propulsion techniques and whatnot. Those are tools in your toolbox. Photography has its own set of tools in the toolbox. So keep in mind, the more you understand what you're doing, the the easier it is to pull out a new tool and, and use it and wield it like an expert. Wield one it of like those a tools sword, is like an the O-ring, Highlander. Do you ever watch the Highlander? Did you ever watch the Highlander? There can only be one. There can only be one. Yes, an O-ring. There can only be one <laughs> underwater <laughs> photographer. It was well, the music. The music. Wasn't it Queen for a long time before Freddie Mercury died? They that just was used what? Queen. That, that was the best underwater photographer? No, Queen was the music was the Highlander? on the Highlander, the movie. I think there was a lot of Queen in there. That was, you're, you're thinking of Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon, I think, had some Queen, too. The, but I think Flash, uh, they, Queen did they, the whole soundtrack of for Flash, Flash Gordon. Gordon yeah, yeah. The remake, yeah. Flash! <laughs> oh! King of the impossible. (laughs) There you go. Master of the universe. I can't remember the lyrics. My dad had that record. I listened to it probably a million times. Really? The whole whole Flash Gordon Hmm. soundtrack. Yeah. It's good. Marty says in this article, it has often been said that a significant percentage of technical photography deals with understanding and controlling light. The same is true with the more artistic or creative side. Knowing exactly where light sources are and what effect that light is creating in any given situation are of fundamental importance. Light creates mood as well as governing many of the technical aspects of exposure. There you go. From the master himself. So obviously on, on a really shallow dive in a really clear, bright water and a, with a really sandy bottom where everything is blown out really white, you need to kind of recreate some darkness with your creativity behind the behind that lens to get a shot that's got some depth and character to it. Yeah, I think you're trying to make contrast happen, right? You're yeah, for to sure, get, for sure, exactly. So you can aid that, you can help that situation out with the settings in your camera, obviously. And that's where shooting manual versus just yes. going with a automatic right, is going right. to make the difference. Oh, yeah, that that is exactly where you, you need to have control over that lighting, you know, that exposure, I should say, that all three parameters of your exposure, your aperture, your ISO or your sensitivity on the sensor, as well as your shutter speed. You need control of those three 
parameters in order to make the camera do what you want it to do and not do what it wants to do or thinks you want to do. Yeah, because that's going to be the difference of getting just a shot that the camera thinks is mathematically appropriate Mm -hmm. versus realizing you've got some limitations and you need to bring some creativity and art into the shot. Right. And maybe do not what would normally be technically correct, but... Change it up because you can get your desired result. So you can get something cool. Yeah, you've got to remember that the camera's calculations are based on, you know, depending on what you've set it to to gauge exposure on. It's it takes the whole thing into account and tries to go for an average light reading uh, for what you've asked it to do. Whereas underwater, that's that's not good. You, you you don't have light already. You don't have all the whole spectrum anyway to deal with. And if you do bring a strobe, a lot of times it doesn't take that into account either, the strobe, unless you're shooting through the lens or TTL kind of thing. Anyway, not to get too technical with it, but you want to be able to cam- tell the camera what to do, not the camera thinking for you. And, yeah, when you, when you already... I, I keep relating it to this weekend, and I know the article is more more gauged towards having a really nice sun being able to come down through the water and really affect the photography. Whereas we, this past weekend, didn't really have that. We had the sun up there. Of course, it was cloudy even on some of it. And we were down below a sediment layer that was blown about from, you know, heavy, heavy winds, high winds and heavy wave action and whatnot there. Right. Um, so, we, so we ended up getting to a point... Not great fizz, where especially not on the a whole deeper, lot of light. Yeah, especially when you're in the hundred foot range, where you, you really no longer have the sun as the primary light source. It's still a light source that you got to work with in underwater photography, especially in wide angle work during the day. Your key light is often the sun, and even when the sun is not the key light source, meaning that your strobe system is your key light, light from the sun often plays a very important part in determining the final look of your image. So even though we're in 100 feet of water, churned up, stirred up water from the current, from the surge, from the wind, from the just the, the rolling sandy bottom area that we're in, you definitely, like when we're around, when we were on that boiler, like down at the wreck, everything's dark. But looking up, back up into the sun, yeah, you've got like a like a white to light yellowy look to that surrounding ambient water that as we're playing around we can try to get get those dramatics of of creating that that contrast just in the water behind the subject yeah and that's you know you can you can show a silhouette or if you've got good strobes that can kind of there's a there's a something right there that you can do because you've got less light behind the person now is you can actually match the strobe light to the background light. In other words, a lot of times that sun is so powerful, even with high strobes, it's not enough to even come close to the sun's lighting. So you, you, you're trying to shoot with strobes at a, at a subject, and you want the sun behind them to kind of silhouette them and, and make a contrast. And you think, well, my strobes will light up their, them. I'll be able to see the details of the face and some color. 
Well, the problem is that the sun is so bright behind that in order to not have it just completely blown out, you, you have to uh, dial it down a bit, you know, or, you know, dial your sensitivity down a bit, whether you're using aperture or your ISO or your shutter speed. But anyway, long story short is you dial down that sensitivity so it's not completely blown out. But now the light going onto your subject to light them up and get the details isn't strong enough to match that. So now you've dialed down the sensitivity so your subject is going to be dark again. Even though you lit them up. Right. It's just so not you, enough to match so the sun. So you've suns. created a really nice background. Right? You've used right. all those tools to, right. to get that, that base in the to back. to the lighting where you want it. But, but that center subject it's not is enough lost as yeah, well. It's not enough light from your strobes. That's the only downside. But whereas when you get deeper, you're, you've created a filter for that harsh light. And you can now match that light with the, the strobes. It's a lot easier to match that lighting level with the strobes. So now you can have a nice contrasted background and light up your subject nicely and so you can still get the detail that you want. And this is from shooting up into the light. Yeah, so so there, that's an added benefit to I mean, that's what I mean by you take advantage of the situation. That is uh, an added benefit that you couldn't get with really good vis or, or in, you know, 30 to 60 feet of water kind of thing. It'd be tougher. So Marty um, gives a interesting little trick of trying to learn some of this stuff he says to begin to analyze exactly what effect the sun has on your images try spending some time just looking at the water the next time you dive on a sunny day make a descent to 20 feet or so and then stop and look at the water in front of you take a moment to look up towards the surface and then down towards the sea floor odds are the color of the water will change as you look up and down in the water column I would like to emphasize that I'm not talking about the intensity or brightness, but I'm referring to the color of the water. In many diving situations, the water appears whitish as you look up towards the surface, blue to green as you look straight ahead, and deep blue or green to black as you look down. If the sun is directly overhead and you rotate in a circle, the light in the scene in front of you doesn't change very much as the sun's rays strike the water from straight above and penetrate the water column. So yeah, so for the new aspiring photographers out there, just getting in the water and taking, instead of just jumping in the water and mm-hmm. going right into snap, 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 oh, low on air time to go up, taking five, 10 minutes at the beginning of the dive mm-hmm. and just slowing down and absorbing the environment around you and getting a feel for how to utilize that background what the light is and, and that's any good photographer that even shoot that shoots on land does the exact same thing they go into anywhere where they're shooting they're going to take a look around what have i got going here where's my light coming what can i use you know and depending on the equipment they have available they they'll make decisions and uh, where they want to shoot uh, where they want the subject you know situated and whatnot posed however you want to call it so yeah, it's the same thing underwater, although the, the difference being you're in the water. Right? Right. And now the water is a huge filter for light. It's a much denser medium than air, so it, it absorbs light and it, and it reflects light and refracts light differently. And you're on a limited time because of and you're in limited gas time. and yeah. physiology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so It's that just, much harder. It's, it is called the, the most dangerous sport known to man. For underwater photography? Yes. They have the sport of kings. Do you know what the sport of kings is? Jousting. Well, of course. 
goes with the second sport of kings then. <laughs> it's hot dog eating. No, it's uh, <laughs> uh, how that's a sport. I don't know. I guess that fulfills. I don't know whether the, the sport of kings is polo. Sport of kings. I would um, contest that. You don't know that. Well, you don't have to. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. You know who's a big polo player? Tommy Lee Jones. A lot of people don't know that. He's huge into polo. Do you know who Tommy Lee Jones is? Okay. I do. You know who else was into polo? Ralph Lauren. Most of my, (laughs) most of the guys in my high school. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy Lee Jones, though, would be quick to point out to you that it's not the shirts, it's not the clothing. Tommy Lee Jones, you would like him because he's kind of a bad mamma jamma. He doesn't sweat idiots too. I would bet. I would bet. You know, he's a Harvard grad. No, you know that. Know who lived across the hall from him? He was a football star. James Earl Jones. All American football. Graduated Harvard uh, cum laude. No, Al Gore. Downer. That's a. That's that's a. a, (laughs) I just brought. This is. I have this unique ability to like. Just end a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Will you look at the time? So, um, back to understanding that change of the water column. Coal miner's daughter. You know, he was the husband. Yes. A lot of people don't know that. (laughs) Okay, yes. Yes, yes. The light. Back to light. Marty says, this setting describes how the water looks in many diving situations if you dive in relatively clear water on a sunny day when the sun is high in the sky. But what about the color of the water on a cloudy day or in the early morning or late afternoon on a sunny day? What about the water on a Thursday? On a cloudy day, the water tends to take on a more uniform color. On sunny days in the early morning and late afternoon, the water color tends to vary considerably as you rotate in a circle and that's what you were saying is because we had the harsh visibility because of the water activity and the cloudy day it was a soft transition it was very soft it was highly filtered and highly diffused lighting you know and that's when you shoot on land and you've got a cloudy day it can be good because there's no the shadows disappear because the light is very diffused versus the mo- the worst time of day to really shoot like a portrait because you get these very harsh shadows and harsh shadows are bad because they're high contrast which means the camera sensor has a certain dynamic range it can pick up meaning the difference between the lightest and darkest shades you can lose details because you're trying to gauge for the light or the dark you know you, you understand where I'm going that's the same thing underwater too where you've got a sunny day in clear water, you're going to have, in the, especially if that sun is directly overhead, you're going to have the harsh shadows versus, you know, they call the golden hours, which are, you know, the sunrise and sunset, before and after sun, sunrise right, and sunset. Right, where you get that, right. that golden effect of... Because the sun is so low in the, in the sky uh, that you're not getting these extremely hard, hard shadows. Right. As opposed to when we were in Mackinac a few weeks ago and we had 100 feet of visibility, right? And like when you were taking a shot like of the of the bow of the Sandusky, you've got that dark blue at the bottom all the way up to the near white up at the top creating that big 
what you know Marty calls in in this article the pool of pool of light. I think. Speaking of which, yes, that magic hour that you were just talking about. He says it is commonly accepted premise in underwater photography that the best time to take pictures is when the sun is high in the sky. Often you'll read that you should shoot between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Or you might even see 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That advice has its place, and it is especially true for beginners. But just as there is a magic hour in topside photography when the sun is low on the horizon, there is a magic hour in underwater photography. Truth. Yeah, when the sun is directly overhead, you know, like he was saying, like 9 to 3 kind of thing, gives you the most light to work with. I don't know. I, I think you could take surveys of individual photographers and you'd probably get a lot of different answers of what they like to shoot when you know and you look at like you know divers who do deep stuff like becky you know who likes to do that deep the deep wrecks and whatnot and beautiful photos she brings back there's not a lot of upstairs lot light, of light coming no. down so she's bringing all, all of it she's herself but all. she's using that darkness too and it really is helpful that, you know, she has pretty good viz most of the time. But even when, when she doesn't, she makes a pretty... You, you look at her stuff, you're like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Because a lot of thought goes into the shot of where to place these lights and taking advantage of what you know. And just like we had this weekend, you don't know what you're going to get. It's like a box of chocolates. It's like diving in Superior. You never know what you're going to get. She still pulls it off is the thing. Whereas, like, I don't, I don't like any... I didn't pull it off this last weekend. <laughs> In my in my humble opinion, I mean, there's some nice shots. There's some okay shots. They're they're just not what I wanted. Where we should have went and set up lights and stuff like that. We, right, it would have taken it's, it's, many more dives. Yeah, much yeah. More time. Well, that's a difference between yeah. being on a photo. <laughs> that you're gonna say that's a difference between you, a hack, and a professional like Becky. <laughs> well, what's it mean? well, this is well, why I, I said earlier why you know I didn't consider myself an underwater <laughs> photographer because when you handed me your camera. I quickly saw my limitations behind the shutter. That's only because you don't use a camera like that often. That's all. I think you understand what's going on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I right. understand so, what's I mean, going so on. So I, I started snapping can't. a few, and I'm like, okay, this isn't working out. Try to do this. Try to do this. Yeah. But before I just dove in and started messing with all the settings, which would have yeah. been beyond me, and then you would have gotten <laughs> the camera back. Like, what the hell did you do? <laughs> I was aiming for a stark contrast of the deep blue. I was looking for the pool of light. <laughs> the pool <laughs> Obviously. of light. My f-stop was equal to half my aperture's dynamic range. You could have thrown out a bunch of technical words and been like, well, okay. You'd have been like, okay, well, okay. take, take well, the camera yeah, back. I can appreciate an artist. <laughs> so Marty says, if you face toward the sun when you are near the surface and the sun is low to the horizon, you will often see shimmering rays of sunlight sparkling through the water in front of you. Bingo! Magic hour has arrived. Those shimmering light rays create a setting that is pure magic. You can create very powerful images if you frame your shot while facing into the sunlight. You're not trying to shoot a silhouette here. You do not have the contrast to shoot a strong silhouette. What you can do, however, is capture those shimmering shafts of light in wide-angle frames. That's where uh, another one of our uh, buddies, Don Costanza, does a great job at capturing some really good shots out in the Great Lakes with those glimmering, shimmering... Those God rays. God rays of (laughs) light. Don's a fan of God rays. He's uh, He is. He's an angelic beast of a man. Old angelic Donnie loves those God rays. He's an apostle of the God ray. Photograph a shark. 
a sea lion, manta ray, turtle, or almost any wide-angle subject against those rays of light, and you'll have a very strong image. Boom, yes. Yeah, so trying to take the time to, uh, again, catch where that sun's popping through, get the uh, get the effect of the water to basically do a lot of the work for you, and you can... You know, boom, there's just my homely old dive buddy right there. And I snap a photo of him with all those images. Boom, he's blowing it up and framing it and putting it up in his office. The water in the circular pool is often whitish. And as a result, it is not very pleasing. The contrast between the intensity of light in this circle of light and the darker water that is immediately adjacent to the circle can cause some problems. Whether it is always a problem or not is debatable, but no matter what the circumstances are, you should always be aware of strong contrast within your frame if the pool of light is part of your frame. Meaning if you're facing into the sunlight or your back is to the sunlight, you're going to have a different effect on that water column. And as you slowly turn into it, you're going to start creating that contrast. Now, he mentions in this article something that I know you can, this is where your knowledge behind that camera is better than mine. Because he says, if you use a fast shutter speed to freeze the action and to freeze the shafts of light from the sun's rays, you will want to take your light meter reading on the water immediately to the side of your subject, not in the sunburst, but on the water adjacent to the sunburst. Yeah, that's if you're shooting using one of your auto settings, yeah. And then you have to adjust those settings so you take a reading. And what, what that is, is in a digital camera is you you kind of half hit your shutter, right? Right, and let that camera let it, sense before yeah. it triggers and fires. Right, that's Whereas your back in, I mean, this, this article is from 93, yeah, February 93. Yeah, so So this is film. film day. Yeah, I mean, there were... There were digital but they were far few and far between not the, like it the is pros now, yeah. i don't think the pros no, in, in 93 no, were shooting they digital. Did, they didn't start they I mean, didn't this like was early over early 2000s, 2000s before yeah. yeah which is what I, what I have done for a long time just rather than just going in and playing with the settings i would just meter off and then come back to the subject well i think when you start to do that and you start to to play around with the metering off the subject and coming back to get a different lighting effect. That's that first stage where you should start to say to yourself and realize you're wanting more out of that camera than just pushing the button and let it snap and getting what you get. You're trying to put a creative twist into it where learning to go manual, that's your next step, right? Yes. Yeah. And well, it doesn't cost anything. Film is cheap as we say in the digital world. So go out there and take pictures, but make note of what you're changing and what you're doing and see the results you get. That's why there's a lot of good photographers. You look on the social media and everybody's got great photos, you know, for the most part, barring all the selfies. The reason being is they've had the ample opportunity, time, and and it doesn't cost anything. You can learn to, to be pretty good with your camera. And up on the surface, cameras, that's what the cameras are designed for. So they do halfway decent job of thinking for you for the most part you know so you just put it on you know like your apple iphone just just on auto click and you get what you get you don't throw a fit right yeah although you like my apple iphone i can put to manual i think you can too i think i can now the new one has a new selfie mode yeah i just heard on the radio driving over considering the fact 
that the sun is often your key light source and that sunlight often determines how watercolors appear, it becomes rather obvious that as photographers, we need to be aware of where the sun is and what effect sunlight is creating at any given moment. And I might even add to that what effect the sunlight is not creating a moment on some of those dives, right? True. And just to interject there too, a little bit different, we can adjust our white balance on our digital sensors, which means white balance is basically tells the camera what's white, gray, and black kind of thing. Uh, what it means to us, if you have shoot in raw format, is you can go in and you can change that white balance. So the yellows and greens, you can change them to aqua and blue. You know, and if you're careful, it doesn't change like the tone of the skin too much either. I mean, it will eventually if you go too far. But anyway, if you don't like those yellow green water shots, which I'm not a big, huge fan of, sometimes they're needed. Sometimes it creates a dramatic. Yeah, it's showing where you're at. Like if you're in the Amazon, that water is an orangey, yellow, and green color. It's very orange and brown, really, for the most part. It's not blue. You can make it blue with the, with the white balance, but why would you do that? It's not reflecting the true environment. Um, versus here in the Great Lakes, it's almost always a yellow greeny. Uh, sometimes we can get deep blues. That's not to say that we don't get deep blues because we can. But I like to, I do usually tweak it a little bit to make it a little more blue than just because it's and that's peace, by adjusting more peaceful. That's by adjusting the, the white balance. White balance, yeah. There is no question that the sun almost always gives us creative options. And that's where the artist in us as photographers is going to take, like 10 of us all taking a picture of the same exact thing, are all going to get 10 different photos if you have 10 different artists behind the camera. Yeah, and especially if the they know what they're doing and they're somewhat creative. I mean, that's the whole thing about photography. There are people that just can do magic with the camera. That's why I used to like to go, you know, I took photography classes and I like to go on the photography walking shoot. You go downtown Detroit and everybody walks and takes their camera and you kind of get a little tour of different places, but everybody's taking pictures of the same thing. You get the same assignments. I want you to take a picture of this. But we go back the next week when we meet after you've processed it and you see everybody's interpretation and that's pretty cool. They're like, wow, I didn't see it like that. Right. Your character starts to come out. Well, yeah, everything looks like boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the effect of the sun surprise you in your images during your next editing session. Instead, always be aware of the sun and what sunlight is doing to the scene. If you do, it is far more likely that your images will live up to your expectations. Word up. Good job, Marty. Well, as you'd expect, since he is uh, kind of a world-class Yeah, a long, long-standing cameraman. pro. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, th- I thought it was interesting that, you know, because we got bumped to the afternoon boat, so we're leaving the dock at 1 instead of getting back to the dock at 12-1, right? So a completely different light setting as far as where the sun was. And then seeing that, I thought, oh, that's a, an interesting little... And it was cloudy the second day. And it cloudy. overcast, really overcast, so dealt with it. Uh, and, and then we rougher, were diving a spot, much rougher, much rougher diving yeah. a spot near shore. So that, yeah, the, in, in, a, in a sandy spot near shore. So everything there was a lot of a lot of stuff that really got in the way that could easily get in the way of taking a good shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still pull stuff out of it. You have your mind set on a certain type of photograph, 
when you're going in the water. And then you get down there and you don't have the conditions that are, are going to easily lend to achieving those results. So you need to be able to rethink or at least have option B, which I didn't realize. So I, I took photos, but I, they're nice pictures, but they're, they're, I wanted more, which is almost always the case anyway. So, well, because you're, uh, you take a lot of photos. Yeah, I'm a photo bitch. So, I mean, if, I mean, if you had a, um, that's why if you go to one of these little artsy communities in, in the world where all these guys have their little art studios. Like there's, Norwich? There's a, like in, when you go to Norwich, <laughs> Norwich. <laughs> the little art community of Norwich. Or, you know, there's all there's those artist communities down the Keys. There's Greenwich. Those Greenwich, New York is kind of artsy. Yes. Trendy. Out there, uh, you go out to the. You notice they call it Greenwich. The, that Cape, Greenwich. Cape Coddy areas. Greenwich. It's not Greenwich. But you'll you'll see in that artist studio, <laughs> yeah. he's got a thousand un, yeah. unfinished well, yeah, paintings. Right, yeah. he's, he's got a couple that he's working on, and mm-hmm. something's just eh, it's eh, not there. It's not need, right there you yet. Need the inspiration, yeah, yeah, yeah. you need the the vision to come into your head. That's where you when you see an artist do his thing, you should admire that because it's hard. It's not like you know, uh, like running a dive shop. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you make running unless that dive shop an art. I was going to say, unless you're an artist at it, like old Jamesy, a true artist. Well, and, and now you start to get into the philosophy of the artist. I get into this this discussion with my wife that life is art. Everything is art. It, it can be a work of art. And anything in life can be. That's the whole Zen thing we talk about with diving. It's art. It's creative. It's coming as an expression of you. And that's where the photography well, comes sure. in. That's where exactly. You I mean running a dive shop can be a mechanical process, or it could be an artistic journey. Right. Just like a shooting a camera art. can be a mechanical process. Of, and it, yes, yeah, I'm with you there. Okay. Well, here's to the artists. To the artists. Cheers. Cheers, my artists. So here's to the artists. Yeah. Cheers. cheers. It's not every day you can cheer a cup of coffee. But when you can, you should do it. You should Should. take advantage of it. Could have been hot chocolate. Hot chocolate, you sexy thing. Everybody's, everyone's, what a way to bring it all the way back home. That's what I do. I'm an artist. You're an artist. told you I'm an artist. Get in there, man. All right, so, so uh, we're gonna wrap this one. Uh, up yeah, then? let's wrap this up. We're we're. So we this kinda... was uh yeah this was back to a little fan favorite. So back to some photography. We'll go we'll get back into some down and dirty silliness to and the meat of diving to, to the meat of diving again coming up. But we we gotta slow down every now and again and get to some uh, nuts and bolts of making your diving better too. Which reminds me, oh, send us your pictures. You guys are you guys are supposed to be uh yeah you guys are supposed to be throwing some. Uh, some of your photos when you take a good photo maybe maybe they're, maybe they're just not taking good photos <laughs> <laughs> so you're don't, supposed to be trying to take good photos and putting up putting them up ashamed. on our facebook page don't be ashamed well, I, and we'll hey, post it up on our facebook page we i don't think we uh we wouldn't be that bad a, no cr- no no we're, we're, we're not people? looking to do it to no, and photos. we're not critiquing anyway we no, just no, like we to just, see your pictures yeah we just want yeah. uh we just want you to throw pictures up yeah, we want to see you diving, especially pictures with uh, any of the decals and T-shirts we've we've been um, sending out. Hell yeah, heck yeah, we're getting a lot more uh, 
you know, we are getting more feedback and messages and the mailbox. Love that, that people are, are talking to us and listening and our listenership's going up. So it's all good. I guess with increased listenership, you're bound to get increased interaction. Absolutely. I would hope. I would hope. I'm, I'm that, digging it. Well, hey, on that note, guys, let's sign these logbooks. All right. Sign my all logbook. Right, here. Get well soon. Love. Sammy. Here we go. Thanks for the dive. You sexy thing. You sexy <laughs> Hot chocolate for you next time. <laughs> Adios. Dive safe.